be here. To build the wounds up and to guide and to keep the, the lot together as one. Because they're better together. And to put the, the well-being of the sheep above their own well-being. In contrast, the behavior of the one who leads the sheep to the wolf is will easily be destroyed and harmed. See, that's how wolves work. They kind of work in packs and easier for them when flock is scattered. So there's strategy for that. So therefore, we have this contrast today, a clear contrast. For as followers of, as followers of Jesus, we are to be mindful of and to pay attention and to be aware of what a good shepherd actually does. Now, many of us have been in the church for quite a while perhaps. And for you and me, the image of the shepherd is idyllic, it's nostalgic, and it's a wonderful image of sheep and shepherd, and we love to adorn our children every Christmas with sheep and shepherd outfits, as we should. The number of pastoral images of, of Jesus as the shepherd, maybe you've seen the one where the sheep is hanging on the shoulders of the shepherd as Jesus walks along, they're beyond count, they're wonderful images. And so there's something that's beyond nostalgia here. Something here is perhaps less reassuring than we might think here in this story. And one thing we should consider is being called a sheep or a shepherd. Well, it's not the most flattering thing, it's not the most noble of images, at least to the world. Sheep are not known to be the smartest creatures, they're weak, really can't take care of themselves or of those who come to destroy. They're wool when it gets longer. Dirt and sticks gather in, and both for boss, it's really good to shave them because when it rains, they really don't smell best either. The shepherds, you can imagine hanging around the sheep after a while, carrying those sheep on your shoulder. Well, maybe they smell more like the sheep than human beings as well. Very few people grew up with an ambitious idea that they would become shepherds as a lucrative and honorable career. By many measures, low. And what this tells us is that when Jesus preaches and teaches and ministers to the sheep, when he identifies himself as a shepherd, he's talking about ministry from and towards those that the world tended to look down on, think less of. And this is important because just before this story today, Jesus has healed a blind man. And when he did this, when he killed this one who had been lying in the beggar's whole life, when he drew the ire of the people, the religious leaders and the Pharisees, for why? I would propose that the cause this man in the community, his religious leaders and this religious system, well, they had only ever known to accept him as a blind beggar, and as a result, being healed, he never really did belong, not fully. His place in the world had set. Many thought it was his sins or someone else's sins that led to his place in this world, but now they're not ready to receive him. They don't know how to welcome him because he's no longer lowly by their measures. He is a different person. But what do we do with him now? It's a lack of spiritual insight on all involved. Could not understand 
God's willingness to welcome all into the flock. And this unwillingness to fully and welcome those like this blind beggar before and after his healing revealed the behavior of the shepherd who left the sheep in the fold. So Jesus is revealing to us a problem. And our parable today is meant to speak to that problem. And the wolves are anyone in the world looking down on people who, who make life unnecessarily difficult on God's people and often for their own benefit. And as we have seen, the good shepherd lives in contrast. He, he welcomes them in the world. But this man had not been a blind beggar because he was blind. Only a beggar because the community could not or would not see him as it needed to see him. So, doesn't this happen in our own day? How often are we tempted to think that we know who is or is not part of the Good Shepherd's fold? How often are we unable to see the other sheep that Jesus says that are not with us yet? How often do we think that we do not? How often do we overlook the humanity of people because of our limited understanding of them? And how often are we unable to see the best within ourselves? How often is our world and how often do our systems divide us? Meaning to divide us for its own gains. When this is true, the warning to our systems, our traditions, and our world behaves like wolves, scattering God's sheep. Even so, Ezekiel reminds us that God continually continues to speak into our lives. God continually calls upon us to not neglect the flock. God never looks upon the neglect of and this is why Jesus came to live among us. To be the good shepherd, to, to keep the flock together. And the truth is, we are the church today in an incredibly talented, a very scattered world, a very scattered church at times. We have seen clear evidence in our world that some lives are valued less than others. Continue to see how best to love our neighbors. Many, for legitimate reasons, have a hard time trusting the church and religious leaders because of the harm that we know is happening. We are indeed sheep to be a shepherd. And the truth is, we always have that. It's not new. We're often scattered, facing divisions and facing struggles. It's what prompts the gospel writers to write and the epistles to be written, to speak into the things that want to divide us. Jesus was always speaking to this right with his disciples and with religious leaders who wanted to draw lines about who belonged, who didn't belong, who was righteous, who was unrighteous, who was touchable, who was untouchable. We always need this reminder, right? We need to not think less of those who are not in our flock. These are one of the we need to spend time with folks, those 
others that are not part of our traditions of faithfulness, learn from seeing them as nice. So Jesus is our good shepherd. The truth is, we can make it quite a challenge on Christ and the history of Jesus. So I came across a video this week and I want to show you. As soon as I saw it, I thought to myself, oh yes, here's me, 100%. So as you watch this video in a second, what you're going to see is someone trying to rescue an actual sheep. And you're going to see him actually successfully do that, a sheep that's in distress. And if the young man in this video is Jesus, and I said, well, I am the sheep in this video here today as well. So if you want, come and see that video for a second. the sheep out of the pitch here. You want to do it successfully. Celebration, right? And you're speaking. Sally Fields plays a widowed woman who 
his husband is tragically killed in Elwood Farm. When he dies, everyone assumes that she's going to sell the farm and, and move forward in her life. But reality is that left her with no good options. So she decided to give farm to go. No one believed to see her as a farmer. So bankers and neighbors, you know, they kind of turned their backs on her and they refused to treat her as such. They did not see her for who she was, a strong and a brave human being. She never did fit into the expectations, but she refused to believe that she didn't belong. But towards the end of the movie, as any good plot does, you know who are the villains and you know who are the, who are the heroes of the story. And first you see a communion table in a church, and then you begin to see folks take it, and you're looking at the faces, and you see the faces of the heroes and the, and the sheep, and wonderful image, and then you begin to see faces of those who've been wolves, those who've done farm and villains, and you wonder why are they here receiving the communion, and then it, it changes once again, and you begin to see the faces of those who are living and those who are dead. And all of a sudden, you have this image of the great color witnesses, everyone at this table. And in the last line of the movie, while he's speaking to Royce, you hear him say, And this moment reminds us that we are sheep. That the church and the world is God's pasture. That Jesus is our good shepherd. That we all belong in this flock together. The message is both wonderful and it's disturbing. It's wonderful because it reminds us that God never gives up on us. It's disturbing because, well, there are those of Jesus' flock, those other sheep we haven't come to know yet. So may we always listen to the voice of our shepherd. And may it always call us forward. May we know that we can know the voice of the shepherd because it is one of mercy and grace. We can know this voice above all other voices because it calls us into a life that looks and sounds like the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ. No church can stay together. No family can fully know love. No community can ever thrive without love. So as you leave this place today, fellowship, may you go offering forgiving love, compassionate love, understanding love, and may we offer to one another. But may we also offer to the ones that we didn't fully expect to be part of God's kingdom, part of God's love. Love the other sheep.